The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. It's closing time. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's opening time. Oh, that's right. It's opening time. This is Sex and Other Human Activities. This is the beginning of the show. It's not closing time. It's not closing time. I'm sorry. I just heard the song and immediately, earworm. <laughs> that is That song is one hell of an earworm. Damn. Gets right up in there. I don't like the phrase earworm. really grosses me out. Earworm? Earworm. It sounds like it's something that would be on Black Mirror. Black Mirror. <laughs> Which is what we were talking about before we came in to record today, because I just saw uh, the first episode of the third season last night. Uh, and if you haven't seen the third episode or the, the first episode of the third season of Black Mirror yet, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, but Black Mirror is like a Twilight Zone-esque show that's set in the near future. Uh, and the premise of the episode is that pretty much your entire destiny is... Um, I guess determined by Facebook likes and not necessarily Facebook, but just likes, you know, it's like like you're being reviewed constantly. It's like personal reviews of everything that you do, everything that you do all the time. Uh, And, you know, someone's of course, you know, the main character, her life gets destroyed because she doesn't have uh, enough good reviews and it goes in a whole Twilight Zone spiral. It's called Nosedive. Uh, It's really great. But then that got us to talking about, you know, Facebook and how we have to, you know, us as, you know, performers, we have to put shit on Facebook all the time. Instagram and all those other kind of thing that you have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. Uh, And in fact, I even had a, a, a meeting over the summer that I was told that my numbers had to be up. Where are your okay. numbers? Where are your, your numbers? numbers? Got to get the numbers, Gotta Jackie. Got to get the numbers. Got to get the numbers. I was like, what are you talking about? The numbers, <laughs> you crazy people. And then, of course, in watching Black Mirror, I was like, got to have numbers. <laughs> I got to get the numbers. Yeah, but then uh, what we started talking about after that was the Facebook memories, those wonderful things uh, that come up and remind you of times in your life that you're not proud of and when you least expect it. How is it that I feel like they know? I don't know if it's based on likes. I don't know what the algorithm rhythms are I don't know but that they always happen to find the worst thing to bring up I feel like I open it up and just like god why did you bring that up and then of course I just go into a spiral of remembering the time thinking about what I was feeling when that picture was taken and what was going on and I feel like I always find even more negativity from it. Yeah, you find much more negative even if uh, you were having a great time when it happened. Like when it was going on. Like say like someone posts a picture you know someone posted a picture from like a party five years ago and at the time even the next day you're like man that was an awesome party I was so glad that I was at that was at that party but then five years on you see it and all you think about is all the bad shit that was happening in your life at that time. Yeah, because it's not about the moment for me when I see it. It's about everything else outside of the moment. Yeah. And how I was masking myself with other things. It's like, oh, no, I was just wasted and I thought everything was fine. Yeah. But Marcus did teach me how to get rid of it, <laughs> which is great. Just, just get rid of the memory thing. I don't want to yeah. see the memory thing. But what I really want to focus on is that why aren't we thinking about the good memories? Yeah. I feel like that is really something that doesn't happen 
enough. No. Actually, I did have, this made me think of, I, I did have a good interaction over the weekend with someone that I used to be very good friends with who I hadn't seen in a while. And you know, it's one of those things when you're around somebody that you're just like, man, we used to really know each other. And now mm. we're just, nothing's bad. It's no. just, we just don't really know each other. And he was bringing up a bunch of great memories and we just, laughed and laughed about it and it was things that I haven't thought about in a really long time. It was just like, we gotta be thinking about good memories. Yeah, and I I'd, uh, recently uh, have been focusing on like when I'm doing like my daily writing and all that, uh, for the longest time I would only focus on like okay, I've got a, a, a shit thought I've got some anxiety going so I've just gotta work out that anxiety and that's really all I was using my writing for but what I'm doing now is uh, I am focusing on good things as well it's like okay, yeah, 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 all this bad shit all this bad anxiety that i gotta work through but these good things happened today like you know like this this episode was fucking awesome today you know like this live show was great today uh had a great time with carolina like watching a movie like we went and saw like citizen kane at uh, a movie theater which was super cool like focusing on those good memories and just drilling the good memories into your head because i have a, an extremely bad habit of only remembering the bad shit only remembering bad memories only thinking about uh bad feelings uh and not really thinking about what was good about certain points in my life because i know i've had a good life i know i've i have not had a a hard life i've not had uh, a, a life that has been uh marred by tragedy and death i've had a pretty good life but when I sit down and try to remember those good memories, when I sit down and try to remember like good times from high school or, or, or childhood or junior high, like the only thing that comes in uh, is the bad shit. Uh, and what I'm trying to do now, now that I'm in my 30s, it's like, you know what? It's time to start remembering good shit. It's time to start remembering good memories when they happen, even if it's small, even if it's a tiny little thing. Like, today I saw something funny on the street that day. Uh, just writing that down and trying to, I don't know, refill the well of positivity, refill the well of good memories in my fucking brain, because if I don't, then it's just going to get filled with bad stuff. And I'm not going to be able to get to the good stuff because there's too much bad shit to work through. So now... I'm really focusing on trying to keep those good memories up to the surface. Exactly. Just raise them up. Put yeah. some floaties on them. Yeah. <laughs> Make them float to the surface, you know? Yeah. But you have to intentionally put the floaties on them. It's like yeah. you can't just throw the baby in the pool, you know? <laughs> but if you think about it, it's like, no, I have to put the life jacket on yeah. the baby before I put it in the pool. <laughs> then it's already on top. Then you don't have to worry about a dead kid on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been trying to utilize this in my relationship as well. Um, that just when, whenever we're hanging out in in friendships as well. But Doug and I have been trying to focus on remembering times we've had together mm -hmm. and like just random thoughts. And it's actually really great of what we both think about. It was just like we both had talked about it, and we're just trying to. It's like remember that one time mm -hmm. when we did, and it's like. I remember stuff that he doesn't remember and vice versa, but then you just like sit in the moment yeah, and you remember that and you remember being young, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you guys have been together for a long time. You've got a lot of memories. Yeah, we do have a lot of memories. We have yeah. a lot, but then it's the same thing where, you know, you get in a fight or do something and then you think about, oh, well, we fought about this before. It's like, yeah, but we've also had this great time before, Yep. you know? And I think that when you're in a good place and trying to remember mm -hmm. what it was, like, like just those small moments 
you know, I mean, he didn't even remember when we first slept together. And I was like, don't you remember what happened? <laughs> and then I went back through the whole thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forced you to have sex with me. <laughs> no, I didn't force me. No, of course not, of course not. <laughs> but I'm t- I mean, I'm, actually, I'm trying to do that now because, you know, my relationship is, you know, relatively new, uh, less than a year. Uh, so what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to really remember all the good times in this relationship. Like, all the good early times, you know, so I don't forget all of it. So I can, like, really keep those close to my heart, and I can reach in and I can grab onto them when times are tough, you know. And I don't just mean, you know, when times are tough between me and her. I mean when times are tough just in general, in, general. in life, you know. Like, I can just reach down and grab onto a memory and calm down a little bit. But you have to keep those memories up at the top. You have to keep make them easy to reach. Uh, and... That I think can help people out some. It's Is your it, Marcus Marcus book memories. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Yeah, I've have got, her own memories. Yeah, I've just got you know a, a few dozen uh, little tiny uh, moleskin notebooks that I can just search through. Uh, maybe I should use like a different color pen or something. That's what I mean. Yeah, or or have a different one for for positive. You know, it's like mm. have something that you know that you can look back and be like, man, I remember that. Man, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that could maybe work out. Hell so, yeah. We'll think about that. We'll think about the good memory. Think notebook. about the good memories. I'll have a red one and a black one. Black mirror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's. we got a shitload of letters. You want to jump right into it? Sure. All right. What are we going to call this first girl? Spanky. Spanky. Yeah. Right. Hey, Marcus and Jackie. So glad you guys are feeling better and back at the podcast. Us too. Hell yeah. Feeling groovy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, Marcus has already <laughs> said he's feeling groovy once a day. And I, you know what? I accepted it and acknowledged that I am also feeling groovy. Okay, good. Yes. We have both established we are feeling groovy. We have acknowledged it. Let us move on. <laughs> She said, I've got an issue that I'm actually feeling nervous enough about that I made a whole new email address in order to talk about it. I was recently diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and having that diagnosis has helped me a lot in figuring out why I am the way I am. Black and white thinking, patterns of idolizing, then devaluing partners, extreme emotional swings, fear of abandonment, etc. I am in therapy, and I'm currently working on dealing with all this now that I know what's going on. Though the diagnosis is a good thing, at the same time, it's made me really nervous about dating because when you look for information about borderline personality disorder, a ton of articles come up like how to deal with this crazy person or don't date a borderline, they'll ruin your life. I also went on a date a few months ago with a guy who ended up talking about how he had anxiety issues, but not to worry, it was nothing, quote, like his crazy ex who had borderline. I didn't keep seeing him. Between all this stigma and the fact that I've had a spotty dating history due to my borderline personality disorder, extreme emotions and black and white thinking had led me to dating a lot and breaking up a lot. I'm getting nervous about whether I can even date anymore. I'm only 22, so I know I'm young and it's not like I'm looking to get married or something anytime soon, but all this has made me feel really discouraged about dating in general. I have someone I'm really interested in, but I'm scared They'll either be scared up by my disorder or I'll end up devaluing them and ruining the relationship if I try to date them. In light of all this, is it worth it to try to pursue a relationship with them anyway or should I stop trying to date and just keep them as a friend? Thanks, Spanky. First of all, I think a lot of those articles and having to deal with that kind of stuff are written by people that are either talking about somebody that is not getting help and not actively working on on their disorder, or they're just written by idiots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. 
I just really think that it, the fact that you are aware of it and that you are working on it, that is a huge step from you being the crazy ex-girlfriend. That is a step that a lot of people are too scared to take or don't even know that that have, have been misdiagnosed as well, especially because borderline is commonly misdiagnosed as other things. Yeah. Because it, it, it kind of like goes across the board of other um Disorders, yeah, other disorders. It's uh, borderline is very complicated, uh, and it's also it's pretty difficult to treat as well. Uh, but the fact that you're starting at 22 and you're taking it seriously, uh, because I have known uh, women in the past that have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and they say that nah, 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 that's not me, despite the fact that they had exhibited every single telltale sign of borderline personality disorder. Uh, it is, uh, it's difficult. It's a borderline personality disorder is among the most difficult of all uh, mental disorders uh, to treat uh, because we don't necessarily understand it all that well. Uh, But the fact that you're starting right now, I think, is uh, a wonderful sign that you want to get help with it. You know that it causes problems in your relationships. You don't want it to cause problems in your relationships anymore. Uh, And you're getting help for it. Uh, So first of all, kudos to you for doing that. Hell yeah, man. That means that there is a huge bright light that you're walking towards. I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about hope. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as far as someone that you're really interested in... um, I don't really know. I mean, it it really does depend on uh, if you're really ready to pursue a relationship because you don't have to. Just because you're interested in someone doesn't mean you have to pursue a relationship with them uh, because... And this this really goes for anybody that's uh, you know thinking about getting into a relationship uh, or you know you yourself, Spanky. Um, you have to be cool with yourself before you can be cool with anybody else. And I think that's across the board. That's across the yeah. board. Yeah, yeah. That, that's no matter what. That's no matter who you are. That's if you don't if you suffer from disorder or if you don't suffer from anything at all. You have to be cool with yourself uh, before you really get into any sort of like meaningful relationship. If you want it to be meaningful. You know, you can get into plenty of meaningless relationships. You know, people do it all the time. Uh, And, you know, a meaningless relationship being just fucking. That's totally fine. Everyone can, we've all done that. That's meaningless. Sometimes it's really helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it's, sometimes it is very helpful. Uh, But I mean, like a a long term, uh, you know, emotional relationship. Um, You got to be cool with yourself and uh, you've got to be stable with yourself uh and i think this is something to you know talk to your therapist about uh and you talk to them to like hey you know and and it's not even necessarily uh there's this guy like you have to focus on this guy uh this guy could of course he could be some sort of a focal point but the whole point of that is to not just be able to uh pursue this guy and to have a healthy relationship with this guy it's about being able to pursue and have a healthy relationship with any guy with anybody to just be able to go into a relationship and to be able to have a healthy relationship if it doesn't work out that's totally fine you can have a healthy relationship that doesn't work out that is absolutely fine that just happens but you need to be able to have the ability to do that that's why hang out with them yeah be friends with them and also you don't know what's gonna happen yeah. I would say as long as you're taking it easy and taking it slow and talking to your therapist about it you know that it who knows what might happen with it but just get to know the person yeah and I don't think then in your like to yourself you tell yourself that it's not dating you're just hanging out with somebody yeah and I think that also takes the pressure off of it because I think right now you're putting a lot of pressure on it 
of what this dude can be when it's just take it off. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to hang out with this person and be friends with them. And then, you know, maybe you end up talking about what you're going through. And also, I think that that's a big, a, a really important part of someone that you find that you want to be dating or hanging out with anyway is someone that you're able to talk to about this stuff. And if you're talking to about it with a friend as opposed to a boyfriend after you're a month or two into it, then you get to suss out what kind of person this dude really is and whether or not you really want to pursue him. Yeah. Because this is a part of your life. Yeah. And you can't find somebody that's going to be, you're crazy, girl, no. (laughs) You know, because then it's like, then they also aren't stable in themselves because they're scared of everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not somebody you want to hang out with anyway. You have to be with somebody who accepts your uh, disorder. That that goes for all of us. Yes. You know, like, Jackie, you have to be with Doug who, you know, can accept your anxiety. and open with it. You're angered. You know, you have to be open with that type of stuff. I have to be with somebody who's okay with my anxiety and, uh, you know, my bipolar disorder. You know, and we're both with people that are completely and totally down for that, but they're also completely and totally down for that because we work on our shit. We are mindful of it. We keep uh, a lid on it for the most part. You know, sometimes you're going to fall off. Sometimes that shit's going to flare up. And all you have to do is just make an effort to keep it under control. Even if it does swizz off every once in a while, just bring it back. Let them know I'm working on this. I'm sorry. Uh, And you also have to be with somebody who understands like hey this is gonna happen from time to time like it it, it, because if you have a disorder and you fuck up in a way like that you know if you kind of like fall off a little bit you it's useless to say that's never gonna happen again unless it's something really bad like unless it's something like really radical like yeah like really radical you know unless it's something like you know cheating on somebody or something like that uh if it's but if it's just like you know, a smaller type thing, like a bit of a freak out or, you know, just a bad couple of days. You don't have to tell them that's never going to happen again, but you can say, I will try my hardest to make sure that I don't go back to that place. I might like you have to make them. You, they have to know, like I might being with me is difficult. Like not necessarily difficult, but like, you know, just like almost like this is next level dating. Like, being with someone with uh, a mental disorder, uh, it's more difficult than being with someone who doesn't have a mental disorder because that shit never goes away. It doesn't get, it, there's no cure. There's, all there is is maintenance. That's all you can do. Uh, so you've got to be with somebody who understands that and who accepts that. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be this guy. It doesn't, this guy does not have to be, uh, the be all end all. Uh, and if it doesn't work out with him, who cares? You know, it's fine. You can move on to somebody else, but you just have to find that person who accepts you for everything that you are. Cause I think in also part of, uh, of your journey through working on this now is something that I found that's really important is figuring out how to communicate with him that when I'm going through those rough times that like he now knows how to deal with me, how I want to be dealt with when I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. But it was something that I had to figure out how I wanted to be dealt with when I was going through those times. Totally. And then afterwards being able to be like, okay, because personally I don't like to be, what's wrong? Are you okay? I don't like to be pawed at. I don't want it, but I also don't want to be left alone. Yeah. So there is, but that's really difficult to tell somebody (laughs) and it's taken us a long time to get to the point where he is really good at being able to be there for me, but, but knowing what to do to not 
push me further off the edge. Yeah. And that's also something that like you need to find for yourself before you get into a relationship. Absolutely. And you also have to be with somebody that uh, understands that they shouldn't take it personally. Uh, I know that's something that I kind of had that I that we had to work on uh, when we kind of first started to get together because, you know, over this summer, that's when, you know, that's why we had our big break uh, in this show because I was going through some really, really fucking difficult shit. Uh, and one of the most difficult days for me was 4th of July uh, because 4th of July is my favorite holiday. I fucking love 4th of July so much. I love it. I have a t-shirt that I only wear on 4th of July. <laughs> like, I save it all year long. I wear it one day a year and one day only and then it goes right back into my drawer. <laughs> Fuck it, it's it's an old vintage shirt from the 70s and it says in big sparkly letters, improve your image, be seen with an American. (laughs) I I know the shirt. (laughs) You've seen it many times, but you didn't see it. Only on the 4th of July. Only on the 4th of July, but you didn't see it this year because I didn't go, I didn't do anything. Uh, I didn't go out because uh, that was one of the uh, worst times for me was around like early July. Uh, And I had to uh, stop drinking altogether for about... Uh, a month. Uh, and I, um, you know, I was having to take medication for anxiety. I was having to take Xanax uh, for my anxiety, for how bad it was getting. I was having to take it once, sometimes twice a day. Uh, and, uh, you know, a very, very good friend of mine uh, that also goes through this shit, uh, this other comedian named uh, John F. O'Donnell, uh, whose new album is coming out soon. Keep an eye out for that. It's going to be great. Uh, but, when we're going through our bad shit, he also is bipolar, so we talk to each other. And, you know, a few days before, he's like, listen, brother, like, you're just going to have to not drink for a while. Like, you're just not, you're not going to be able to go out. You're just going to have to bite the fucking bullies. Like, I know 4th of July is coming up. I know how much you love 4th of July. You're an American. I'm an American. I love it too. But <laughs> you're just going to have to not do anything. And that made me so sad. That made me so ridiculously sad that I knew, and I, he was right. I, I had to stay away from any party. You know, I had to stay away. Like, I know you guys went out to, to Coney Island and all that. Uh, I had to stay away from Coney Island. I had to stay away from any of the other parties that I was uh, invited to. And we just stayed at home. And I was extremely depressed that I wasn't able to go out pouting just a little bit. Uh, wouldn't say I was acting like a big old bitch, but a little bit of a little bitch. A you minor know, bitch. Minor, <laughs> a minor, a, a minor, a minor bitch. Uh, and, you know, I know that anybody else that I've ever been with would have taken it extremely personally. Like, okay, yeah, you can't go out with your friends, but you're still here with me. I should be good enough. I should be fine. Like, I should be enough for you. But it wasn't like that with her. She understood, you know. Like she, she understood completely and she could have taken it personally very much so because I was very sad and I, I kind of felt like that a, a part of my life was ending. Like I felt like, you know, a, a big part of like an era of my life I felt like was, was ending, uh, and a new part of my life was beginning. Uh, and I was sad about that. Uh, and she could have taken that very personally, uh, and not for a second did I ever think that she was. Like, not for a second did I think that she was taken a bad, that she was, you know, 
being judgmental at all. All she was was understanding, and all she was was there for me. Uh, and when you go through disorders, when you go through this shit, I think you have to have someone like that. You have to have someone who understands that a lot of the time it has nothing to do with them. Uh, and that's a very hard thing to understand. That's an extremely difficult thing, not just to understand, but it's a very difficult thing to actually put into practice. You know, I'm, you know, I have a hard time with it. You know, like I have a, a very hard time doing that. She's a better person than I am, you know, for being able to do that. Uh, and I think if you really want to have a lasting relationship with someone, they're going to have to learn that because of your borderline personality disorder, there's going to be some shit they're going to have to deal with from time to time. And they're going to have to be more than cool with it. They're going to have to be accepting as to uh, that being just a part of your being and, and a part of being with you. Remember that that's not an unrealistic expectation from someone. It really isn't. Now that, I mean, this generation, we are so able to, we have more freedom to talk about this, that that you can find people that, I mean, I feel like the more you talk about it, the more you do find other people that are like, I understand what you're going through, or actually I've gone through something similar, or I've gone through, or I have, my mother does the same thing. And, you know, it's like, it, we talk about it more now, and it's not, it's not a bad word yeah. anymore. And I think that it, I imagine that you have a lot of trepidation. Just take it time second by second. Second by second. Just take your time. Just a little bit at a time. Yeah. There's no rush here, especially not for you. You're 22. You got time. You got time. You got a lot of time. And even if you're, you know, even if you're a little older than that and you're still dealing with shit like this. Or older, hell. I mean, it's like. There's a, what, 7 billion people out there. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Make sure you got your own shit together first. Uh, and then once you got your own shit together, maybe not 100% because none of us ever have our shit 100% together, no. but enough where you feel like you can bring someone else in, that's when you go for it, man. Hell yeah. That's when you grab that dick. Or pussy. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all we got time for this week uh we will be back next week to answer more of your questions we have a ton of emails so uh we're getting to them little by little thank you guys so much for writing in we're getting such a great response from everybody now that we've been back and putting them out every week uh we love you guys i dare say it's making me feel groovy it's me <laughs> we already established that I'm we're feeling sorry. groovy <laughs> Just wanted to reiterate it. <laughs> All right, make noise and be free, Hell everyone. Hell yeah, Hakuna Ma Fuck It. Yeah.